Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it's talking ish with your commish. Another week of quarantine and another week of podcasting because we're here to talk you through it. I don't know who needs to hear this right now, but if you need if you need to hear this, I want you to hear it because this thing's getting tough. I don't know about you, but for me personally, right now this thing is it's getting to me a little bit. I've been in my fucking house, really haven't gone anywhere significant other than the fucking grocery store for a long time. It doesn't sound like I'm going to get to do that anytime soon. I haven't really got to see anyone outside of the people inside my house, so Jen and my dogs. Uh, And then, like, you see your neighbors, you don't really want to see them. You want to see your family, you want to see your friends, you want to fucking do something that's not sitting and drinking for a little bit. And it's starting to get to me. And, like, today I had to, like, sit there and I had to, like, really think about it. I'm like, you know, what's the thing that's going to get us through this shit? And you know what it is? It's that green grass on the other side of this thing. This isn't going to last forever. And even if it lasts longer than we wanted it to or it changes the way things are, it can never change fundamentally what we know the world's going to go back to. And that's some semblance of what we knew before. Getting to go to the beach and see each other, hang out, and just drink and hug and fucking enjoy life. Like, I had this whole image in my head today where I was down the shore on my parents' deck, having a beer with my family. Music's playing. It's beautiful weather outside. The water's just right. And everything is good. For that moment in time, everything is good. And that's the thing that you hang on to to kind of get you over this shit, you know? You might feel depressed and all that right now. You might feel like this is never going to end. There's never going to be that thing that I'm longing for, which is more than what we have right now. We're social beings. It's only normal to feel like a little fucking crazy when you haven't had that itch scratched. When you haven't been able to do something As simple as put your arm around a friend and say, it's nice to see you, man. Have a beer with a buddy. Shoot some pool and go play cards or fucking play coob in the yard with more than two people. I mean, this shit's rocked us to our core. And I think if anything, we need to come out of it because there will be an end. But we need to come out of it with a perspective that at any moment, all of this stuff that we enjoy day-to-day, take for granted. We can't do that anymore, you know? This gives you that perspective that at any moment that shit can be ripped away. And then you're left with this, this reality that we are currently living, which will come to an end. And it may not come to an end soon, but you know it will end. Think of how good, and this is what's going to get you through it. This is my whole point, my rant. Think of how good it will feel that first moment of freedom you get when you can do whatever it is you have been longing to do. 
this whole entire time. Think of that moment. Keep it on like the tip of your tongue. If it's a taste, if it's a sight, if it's a sound, if it's a smell. Think about it. Don't let it go. When you're feeling bummed, you can't get through the day, and you got to go fucking drown yourself with alcohol like I'm doing right now. Clearly, I'm fucking shit-faced. <laughs> but when you're fucking bummed, because we're all going to get bummed in this thing. It's just inevitable. This is what depression is. Depression sitting in your house being alone with your thoughts. And while you might be around people, when you're around people that you're comfortable with, like it's just kind of what, you know, normal, kind of almost like you're hanging out with yourself, you know? So you kind of get into your own head still. That, like, the, fa- the fact that you're with them doesn't prevent you from doing that. So you still do that. And in your head, it's a bad neighborhood. You can't live in your head. There's a lot of bad thoughts. Bad thoughts in a bad neighborhood, you got to stay out and stay in the good thoughts. Stay in the thing that the thing that got you here. The thing that makes you you know feel that sorrow. And it's how good that joy feels on the other side. So that day will come. You'll get that. You'll get to taste it, smell it, see it, feel it, experience it. Because when that tomorrow that you've been longing for finally does come, it'll be the best today that you ever had. This podcast is brought to you by Rolling Rock, the official beer sponsor of Backyard Coob. Kick your ass's wife in a game of Coob today. And that's just what I did. I whooped Jane's ace in a game of Coob. She didn't stand a chance. I'm just superior at that game. It has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with anything else. Just superiority in the sport of Coob. Uh, so take that, Jan. Anyway, we're going to move into uh, funny topics because like, I feel like that was pretty heavy. What the fuck was that, Brent? You're too drunk. Stop getting all sentimental. Let's talk about funny stuff. So I wanted to talk about uh, something I experienced this week. Um, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's podcast worthy, so we're going to talk about it. And hopefully uh, it doesn't upset my wife when she hears it. So if you ever wanted to test a relationship, if you ever wanted to really see what you two are made of and really test the limits of whether or not you're meant to be together. Build furniture together. Go out with your significant other or go on Amazon or Rayfair or wherever you purchase your furniture, potterybarn.com, wherever. Purchase some furniture and build it together as a couple. You'll never experience something that'll make you question all of your judgments that you ever made in your life until you build furniture with your significant other. And if you survive that experience together, you know that, you know, it was probably meant to be. Because any two people, I think, that have built furniture together will have some fucking uh, understanding of this experience that I'm about to tell you about. So Jen, to be, keep busy during her quarantine, has taken up the crusade of making all of our rooms ready for, like, people to come over and hang out. So we have, like... Two rooms that are pretty much close to being there, furnished. We have one room that's not. So we're trying to fill out that last room. So we bought this like shelf thing for that room. And Jen's like, hey, I bought this shelf. I'm really excited about it. Can you put it together? And I'm like, I love building stuff. Building stuff's fun. Any guy likes building stuff. It's kind of like a 3D puzzle, if you will, right? It's kind of fun to build shelves and, and furniture and stuff. But... I don't know if you're like me. Maybe this is just a me thing. So I don't want to speak for everybody. But if you're anything like me, 
you don't like to do that with anyone else. Like, I don't like to do puzzles with other people because I do that the way I want to. And I don't want your fucking input or your help. Like, I, if you're not going to follow my process, you're not going to help me solve the puzzle. That's kind of how I am. Maybe I'm a dickhead. Maybe I'm an asshole for being that way. But that's just the way I am. I was that guy, though, in a group project where, like, I would just take over the group project and I'd be like, listen, everybody, I'll do five times the work. If you just fuck off and let, and let me do it my way, I'll do all of your work. I'll get you an A, and you can just go off and smile into the sunset, and no one's the wiser. I don't mind doing the rest of the work because, like, the thing I have that's, like, hard for me is, like, an inherent distrust of other people's opinion on ways to do things. So that's a hard thing for me to overcome. So I just want to steer straight forward and do it my way because I know it's going to be fucking right. And maybe that's a fucking self-centered and kind of a dickhead way to go about life, but that's just kind of the way I am. So, on a task like building furniture, I don't need your fucking help. But Jen insisted, because I am kind of a brute, in all fairness. Like, I'm a little bit of a brute in that, like, if something's not fitting together, I'm just going to smash it until it fucking fits together, you know? Like, I don't have time or patience to, like, wait for, some, like, a screw to go perfectly into the hole and hit every thread. Like, if it's a little sideways or a little slanted, if it's in there and it's holding together... I don't fucking care. Like, whatever. But because she spent a lot of money on it, on this piece of furniture, but she needed my help to do it because she just doesn't want to do those things, um, but she didn't trust that I wouldn't be a brute, she was like, I will, I want to sit with you <laughs> and help you while you build this. So from the get-go, this was not going to work because, like, Clearly, I've made my opinion very known to you all at this point that, like, that's how I am when I do things. I made that very clear to Jen. And I said, like, listen, I don't need your help. I just, can I build it? And, you know, we go through it. And she's, you know, standing there making sure I'm not being a brute, a.k.a. like micromanaging. And I'm not trying to have anyone inclusive of my process. So we clashed a bit, right? <coughs> And I was, like, starting to contemplate, like, like if I were to murder my wife, like, how would I, where would I put her body? Like, I would never get away with this. I'm terrible. I'm a terrible liar. And I would be pretty much fucked because I'd leave all this DNA behind. And I'm definitely going to go to jail if I go that route. So let me just stop down this path of thinking this way. And let me come back to reality and just realize that this is going to pass. So moral of the story really here is just don't build furniture together. That's if that's the thing that you have like me at least. Like I don't think that's a that's a that's a very headbutting bunch of rams in the wild type of thing to do together. Just if you want to do a puzzle together, start with a small puzzle. Maybe like a thousand piece puzzle. And you can all work on sections or do the border. I'm a border guy. I like to do the border before I fill in the center part of the puzzle. So if like we're doing a puzzle together and you don't do it that way, then we can't do a puzzle together. That's just how it is. That's how it is for me. But these are like the stupid things that in quarantine you quarrel over, right? Like we had another quarrel this week over coffee where I'm like a traditional coffee guy. I want to have my black cup of coffee in the morning. I usually have two black cups of coffee. Nothing in it. I don't need no milk. I want to taste the coffee. It's kind of like whiskey to me or it's kind of like there's a bitterness to it. 
that whiskey also has. And like different ones have different like little things that you like. And you become accustomed to that. And you don't want anything interfering in that. It's kind of like watering down your whiskey with Coca-Cola or some kind of ice cube that melts really fast. And then it's just like a little water in there. You don't want that. You want to taste the coffee. So uh, she woke up before me on Friday because I didn't have work on Friday. And she made the coffee. We always do a French press in the morning. You press that ace before you press it out your ace. Um, and she put like a, like cloves and cinnamon and all this other spice in it. And I'm just kind of like, I don't need potpourri in my coffee. You know, don't put your potpourri in my coffee. They're potpourri. I don't need it. She ground up cloves. And it reminded me of smoking those, remember DuJorum Blacks, those black cigarettes that would crackle when you smoked them? Like, <laughs> and it was like, oh man, this is going to give me cancer for sure. Uh, that's what it, that's what the coffee tastes like. I didn't want that. I want it just like my, I'm a fucking, it's like steak and potatoes with coffee. Just my black coffee. French pressed black coffee in the morning. But anyway, I love my wife. Shout out to Jan. This wouldn't be like, this would be a dysfunctional household if Jan didn't live here. Like I'm a, I'm pretty much like a piece of shit, like 24-7. She's the uh, she's the rising tide that floats all boats in this house. So she's essential to all life here. And she's 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 my rock. I love Jan. So we may quarrel. We may bicker over stupid shit. But at the end of the day, that's that's my lady. I like her. She's cool. So shout out to Jan. Um, yeah, so I just talked shit about my wife, 50% of the podcast, about 10% there. We... Uh, we got sentimental, so this is off to a fucking great start. Um, if you guys uh, have a PC, and I'm pretty sure this is a, this is cross-platform, but I really want to get us all on GTA. Like, I know you guys are into Call of Duty and shit, but I find that game to be, like, anxiety-inducing. I don't know. And I don't want to try to shift the narrative here. If you like Call of Duty more, you, you want to play that, that's cool. I'm just suggesting, like, an alternative. If you want to play something that's just silly and just mindless, Grand Theft Auto is a lot of fun. They've completely changed the online environment. Dave and I joined the other day, and holy fuck, did we have fun. I don't want to talk too much about it because I think Dave has a sounder around it, and we'll talk more about it then. But just holy fuck, what a fun game. What a fun online experience. And Dave brought uh, forward a, a little app that we used to talk on the microphone. And I've had to convert now to a controller. I've been trying to learn the keyboard thing, but I needed the controller to use a mic because I couldn't use these mics. These mics are too... It's too much to set up right now, and I don't feel like doing that through my soundboard and all. Like, I'd have to download programs and all to make that work. And holy fuck, I don't want to do that. I'm way too lazy for that shit. But Dave suggested a great pro program. I think it was called Discord. And we talked through that throughout the game. And we had a great time. Great two hours online. Really fucking fun. Like, I felt like I was hanging out with my friends again. So thank you, Dave, for that that beautiful experience. That was great. Oh, and before I forget, happy Passover to all you Jews out there. And to my Gentiles, happy Easter coming up uh, tomorrow, Sunday. Usually Easter, Jesus resurrects after three days. So we have a good Friday. And then he resurrects on Sunday, Easter. But this year, he experienced some some COVID symptoms and he had to quarantine himself in the cave for 14 days. <laughs> I'm all, I'm here all week, guys. I'm here all week. This podcast is brought to you by Quarantine Inc. Uh, Quarantine Inc. is actually the company that sponsored Osama Bin Laden's quarantine. 
That motherfucker was quarantining long before it was popular. Out of necessity. Until we dropped bombs on that ace. Remember when they caught him with a bunch of porn too? <laughs> yeah. That was fun. America. America. All right. With that, let's go to you guys. Um, a little light on Sounders this week. But that's okay. You guys got a lot going on. There's a fucking pandemic. So check in with a guy who hasn't checked in a lot yet. But now he's checking in a lot. Let's go to Mark. He's got a lot to say this week. Yo, Brent, you're going to tell me you don't jerk off at home? Come on. You have a huge house. Get it done, dude. Jerk it off. Tug it. Well, dude, the reason is, like, have you ever been, you know, caught in the act? Has that ever happened to you? <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Yeah, it sucks. Uh, and that happened here. And that's why I'm not, not going to do it again. <laughs> Too paranoid. It's like PTSD. That's a story for another time. Let's go to ML. Brent, I don't really have any sounders for you, man. Not much has changed in the last week, unfortunately. You know, just a lot of sitting around, a lot of drinking, a lot of eating. Uh, it's been nice out, you know, walking the dog a lot. And uh, that's like just life now, man. We got at least another month, maybe two months. So we'll see, man. But thanks for doing this. Uh, I hope you had fun doing it. Yeah, man. I always do. And, yeah, I get it. Not much changes week to week, but just whatever happened to you. Had a funny story. Had a little thing happened to you. Hit me a line. That's what this is about. Let's go to Mark for a series of questions. Brent, I want to know the one thing that you are enjoying most about being quarantined. I know you gave, you said one, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you like a couple. I don't know how many yet. I didn't, I didn't prepare remarks, but um, number one. I fucking hate commuting, so it's been beautiful not having to commute. Oh, that is so, that is so good. Um, number two, I love just being able to walk downstairs, make a coffee, a fresh French press in the morning. Oh, it's the best, one of the best parts of my day. And then um, just generally not having to see people. I'm not a big fan of people in general, so not having to see a lot of people is is nice, but not getting to go where I want to is frustrating and annoying, so... That's probably the worst part, but plenty of silver lining here. If you don't like people like me, quarantine's kind of uh, maybe your thing. Let's go to Mark with more questions. Kamish, tell me how to fix my lawn. There's weeds everywhere. All right, dude. Strap in because you're in for a long process because the key to a good lawn is year-round treatment. It's, uh, it's pretty much four seasons of fucking doing shit to your lawn so right now we're in probably what we'd call the late spring entering close to early summer range so there's a range of late spring to early summer you want to get your weed and feed down right now so get out there get your weed and feed done some people do another treatment midsummer i don't i wait till the fall and then fall you do another treatment to your lawn there's a usually typically like you overseed before uh winter and then it gets deep into the soil so you overseed your lawn, you aerate your lawn around then too. And then uh, come early spring, which you've probably already missed, there's another like fertilization treatment. Some people do limestone in the winter too. There's lots of things you can do to your lawn to make it better, but it all starts uh, probably way before right now. So if you've got weeds right now, the best thing you can do is throw down some weed and feed. But make sure you follow the instructions on the weed and feed. A lot of people don't realize that the grass should be probably a little bit moist, so it captures it a little bit better. And then you don't want it to rain for a few days so it doesn't wash away. That's the key. 
A lot of shit. A lot of chemicals. Probably terrible stuff for your lawn, but that shit works. You look around my neighborhood, there's a bunch of people who have people doing that for them. Their lawns look great. I don't have no one doing that for me. I got to do it myself, and it's expensive, and it takes a long time because I got a lot of property to cover, and I can't do it in the backyard because I got animals, so my yard looks like shit. But the landscaping areas are coming together. That's all I did all day. I fucking de-weeded, took out the mulch. We're putting in new fucking stones and stuff. Oh, my God. It's going to be expensive and fucking all spring-long project. But we're going to get it done. It's going to look beautiful. But then we'll work on the grass, you know, as we go. Grass is tough, dude. Takes a while. Let's go back to Mark. Kamish, teach me how to read, man. All I want to do is read books, but I don't know how to read. Dude, you got to uh, start with something you like. To get into reading, I think you got to like find a, a genre of book that interests you, that captivates you, and that keeps your attention. I have a couple book recommendations. Ready? Here we go. First book I'm going to recommend to you is Seven and, a Half, Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. What a novel. Kept me at the fucking edge of my seat the entire time through. It read like an episode of some kind of Netflix series, dude. Check it out. It's kind of a... It's a little... It's a little like hard to get into at first. You got to be committed. You got to get through like I'd say a third of the book and then you're like, oh shit, reading's fun. This is actually captivating my attention. I can't wait to read. And then you'll have that whole thing going on. So that's my first book recommendation. Another one is called City of Thieves. It's actually by David Bainoff, one of the writers from Game of Thrones. Um, it's about World War II in the perspective of uh, the Russians which is an interesting perspective if you've never really learned that part of the World War II history. Um, it's not a history book. It's more. It plays more like an episode of Game of Thrones. Very interesting little novel. It was uh, before he started Game of Thrones, so it kind of gives you a sense into how his writing was pretty good until they completely destroyed that series because it all went to their head. But this was, this was when they were good. So David Bainoff, uh, City of Thieves, that's another good one. But I don't know, man. Just find a book that interests you, and that's really the best way to get into it. Just don't start trying to read something that's that's not that interesting to you because that's that's going to let you down. That's going to be disappointing. Another good one, if you're not into, like, uh, you know, storytelling-type books and you want something more uh, that you're going to get something out of, like uh, something you can learn from, I have a book called uh, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He's a... Um, a former CIA, I, I can't remember, like CIA or FBI, one of those people um, that was like an interrogator. And he teaches you tactics that they used in interrogations that you can apply to the, your everyday negotiating situation. And it's a very fascinating study into like human psychology and how you can break down uh, people's emotions to basically get what you want. It's cool, a cool little thing that will actually give you something in life. So lots of different things that you can get yourself into reading. Reading's generally a good thing if you can have the attention span to do it. I have, personally, I have a hard time doing it, but when I do, I get 100% invested. I read that thing in like a day, and then I'm done. So just, if you can read, set a limit for yourself. Be like, set a goal. I'm going to read five books this year. And set a realistic one. Don't be like, I'm going to read 50 books. You're not going to read 50 books. Be like, I'm going to read five. Then I'm going to read 10. Then I'm going to read 20. That's how you get into reading, and I think reading is generally good because it makes you smart. So good on you, Mark, for wanting to get into that. Let's go back to Mark for his final question. Brent, so I made some matzo ball soup. My boy's balls float. Not really a question, more of a statement, and I'm very glad that your balls float too. 
I made matzo ball soup with my wife this week. That's what Mark's referencing. Uh, Gentiles don't typically make matzo ball soup, but I like to think we did pretty well. And our balls floated. I wasn't sure if that was normal because I read online some people's balls sink. But these balls floated. Very buoyant. Let's go to Dave. Brent. Dude, is GTA 5 online not the best game ever? Brent and I had a session last night for like two hours, just roaming the world, jumping off buildings, stealing boats, stealing helicopters, killing innocent patrons. God, that game is fucking awesome. I forgot how fucking fun it was, especially online. Everybody needs to get it. Not sure if it's cross-platform, but all you PC guys, PC gang, I need you to DL GTA 5, get online, and join our crew. We are going to wreak havoc in the streets. Let's fucking go. Dude, I'm almost 100% positive that it's cross-platform. And me and Dave had a great fucking time playing this game last night. Let me tell you, our experience started a little wobbly. Like, when we finally were able to get into the lobby together, because you got to go through the tutorial bullshit online before you can actually play together. But once we got through that, we finally got together. It had been like an hour. It felt like an hour and a half almost. But um, and like an hour after Dave finished the tutorial, we finally get into the game together. And when we finally start to like drive around together and we're like oh let's go like dave's gonna buy some guns and get like a cooler gun because he only had a pistol we go into the fucking gun store and all of a sudden commercial airliners just fucking start falling out of the sky like in mass i'm not talking about like one or two i'm talking about like 20 per second falling out of the fucking sky into the ammunition and we're just fucking trying to play the game and we're finally, we're so excited we finally got together in the game and then just fucking commercial airliners falling out of the sky. Somebody's hacking the game or something. It's bullshit. And, you know, that's how our game started. But then from there, it got really fun. We found, we just started like robbing liquor stores and driving around, dicking with people. And we found a boat in the middle of the ocean, this giant fucking cruise liner that had a helicopter on it. We took the helicopter to the highest point in San, in San Andreas, the highest tower. And we went to the top of the tower and we just jumped off it and died. It was fucking great times, dude. You can't have those kind of times in any other game but Grand Theft Auto V. So I do encourage you, go fucking buy the game if you don't have the game. I It's pretty cheap at this point. You can find it on Steam. You're going to have to download the Rockstar application if you're on PC. If you're on uh, Xbox or PlayStation, I'm probably pretty sure you already have it. So just dust it off. It's almost a completely new online experience if you've never played it before online. Lots of fun, lots of things to do. And with a crew, it's more fun. So just saying. I echo Dave's comments. Let's go to our final sender, the King of Jetro himself. Jake checking in from Philadelphia. Jake. Hey, Brent. King of Jetro checking in. Don't really have much to say. It's not much going on in life. Pretty fucking bored. Went outside today for the first time since Wednesday. Everyone's wearing a face mask. The gooks got nukes. I don't really know. Tired of drinking, but that's all there is to do. So I'm just going to keep drinking. I don't know, man. I might be getting depressed. I don't know. Talk me out of this depression. All right, I'll hang up and listen. I love those little, like, radio quips that Jake throws in there like that. Um, dude, don't get depressed. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast when we kicked it off, this will pass. This too shall pass. So we will get through it. And it may be another month or two months or three months. Who cares if it's four, five, six? It's going to end. 
And that's all that matters. And that's all you got to keep telling yourself. And until it ends, I'm going to be here just pumping out podcasts. So if you want to keep listening, keep sending in sounders. Uncle Brent will be here. The commish. Talking ish with your commish every Saturday now. It's a thing. See you next time. Not giving its earn, God dog it. I think you just got uh, cucked.